0: Assignment 5 Educational Plans and Person Centered Planning.
1: Let's begin Assignment 5, titled Educational Plans and Person Centered
0: Planning. One of the most important aspects of supporting individuals with disabilities is careful and collaborative planning. The best way to accomplish this planning is for groups of individuals who are involved in the person's life, either personally or professionally to work as a team to develop plans that ensure a high quality of life for the individual. The collaborative planning process should include the individual with a disability, his or her family, educators, peers, community members, and agency representatives. The inclusion of typical peers, generally classmates or family friends, in the process is relatively new. PEERS PROVIDE A NECESSARY AND FRESH PERSPECTIVE ON THE SUPPORTS NECESSARY FOR AN INDIVIDUAL'S SUCCESSFUL INCLUSION IN GENERAL EDUCATION CLASSES AND COMMUNITY ACTIVITIES.
1: LEARNING OBJECTIVE 5-1 TO UNDERSTAND THE LEGAL ASPECTS OF THE IEP AND
0: IFSP. OUR FIRST OBJECTIVE TARGETS YOUR UNDERSTANDING OF THE LEGAL ASPECTS OF THE IEP AND THE IFSP and where these plans fit into the special education process. For school-age children, the planning process centers on the creation of the Individual Education Plan, IEP. The Individual Family Service Plan, IFSP, is used to plan for children under the age of three. Both the IEP and the IFSP are mandated by law under the Individuals with Disabilities Education Act, IDEA. Both these documents are essentially contracts issued by the school district or agency in the case of young children, describing the educational plan, goals, supports, and services that will be provided to the student with disabilities.
1: The purpose of both the IEP and IFSP is to ensure that a collaborative process exists to set goals, discuss and decide on strategies and supports, and choose meaningful and valid assessments That inform educators and families if the plan is successfully leading to goal attainment. The intent of these documents is to provide a forum for collaborative discussion and decision making, as well as to create a legal document that ensures a free appropriate public education, FAPE, for each student with a disability. It is important for any professional who is trying to support the family or the individual to understand the key features of the IEP and IFSP. Understanding the terms and the process will enable individuals from various professions to more successfully support families and individuals with disabilities.
0: From assignment three, the process of assessing special education services is as follows. A student in a general education classroom is recognized as having potential problems. A series of interventions is tried in the general education classroom, this is called Response to Intervention, or RTI. If these are unsuccessful, a written request for permission to evaluate is sent to the student's parents or guardians. Once permission has been obtained, the formal referral for evaluation is completed. An evaluation of the child and the educational setting then occurs. The evaluation should include observations in the classroom, a review of school records, and a non-discriminatory assessment battery. If the student is found to be eligible for special education based on the evaluation results, and if the parents agree, then an IEP team is convened to develop the Individualized Education Program, IEP. The IEP should be developed within 30 days following the evaluation and determination of the child's disability and before a recommendation for placement is made, parental permission is necessary for the evaluation process to commence, and the IEP should be cooperatively developed by the teachers and the family, as well as other agency personnel if needed. Once the plan is developed, services and supports can begin. The IEP or IFSP is evaluated either yearly or every three years depending on the age of the individual and the severity of the disability.
1: Learning Objective 5-2 to understand the elements of a meaningful IEP or IFSP.
0: Our second objective focuses on understanding the elements of a meaningful IEP or IFSP. There are nine elements of a meaningful IEP, current performance, goals, special education and related services, participation with regular students, participation in state and district-wide assessments, dates, and places. Other elements include transition services, measurement of progress, and information about transferring rights to the person with a disability one year before the student reaches the age of majority. The current performance element includes a statement of the student's present levels of educational and functional performance, It also includes how the pupil's disability affects his or her involvement and progress in the general education curriculum and age-appropriate activities.
1: Annual goals are written so that progress can be measured toward the goals. All services and supports that will be provided to the student must be included in the section on special education and related services. This section may include instructional modifications, related services such as speech or occupational therapy, supplemental aids, and other supports that will enable the student's educational goals to be met. Also contained in the IEP is a written statement of the extent to which the student will not participate in the general education classroom. This is a recent change. Initially the law required the IEP to contain a statement about the extent to which the student would participate in the general education classroom. This indicates a shift in expectations. The expectation now is that all students will participate for the majority of the school day.
0: A meaningful IEP contains information about any modifications or changes to the state and district-wide assessments in which the student will be participating. This includes extended time, breaks, having parts of the test read aloud, alternatives to responding, such as using a computer or reciting the answer to a scribe. If the child will be assessed using an alternative means or test, that must be noted as well. The projected dates for initiating services and the expected location, duration, and frequency of the selected services are also included in the IEP. For example, The IEP may state that speech therapy will occur twice a week for the next school year.
1: Beginning at age 16, the IEP must address the services and supports necessary for successful transition to post-secondary life. Agencies involved in providing services must be listed. Transitions are challenging for most individuals with or without disabilities. Moving from preschool to kindergarten from elementary school to middle school, and from middle school to high school, often create stress and challenges. Transitioning from high school to adult life, also known as post-secondary life, is a major event in most young people's lives. Students with disabilities often need additional supports during times of transition, not unlike their typical peers, who also benefit from being supported by teachers, families, and peers during transitions. However, students with disabilities often require more intensive planning for transitions and support during the transition process than do typical youngsters.
0: Another element of the IEP is a statement of how progress toward the annual goals will be measured and how progress or lack of progress will be communicated to parents or guardians. At least one year prior to the student attaining the age of majority, that is, the legal age of adult responsibility, information should be included in the IEP about the transferring of rights to the student.
1: Learning Objective 5-4. Describe what person-centered planning is, how it is used to support individuals with disabilities, and why it is important.
0: In addition to the typical planning process for development of the IEP, Some school districts and agencies are also incorporating the use of person-centered planning models. Our next objective centers on understanding what person-centered planning is and how it is used to support individuals with disabilities. Person-centered planning is a collaborative model for assessment and planning that has grown in use and importance over the past two decades. Person-centered planning is a process designed to facilitate developing and working toward a vision for the future of an individual with a disability. The goal is to keep the student or individual with disabilities at the center of the planning process by identifying what that individual and his or her family see as a desired future.
1: Using a person-centered planning model, the IEP team, including parents, educators, typical peers, members of the community, and the student, Engage in a series of meetings to create a vision for the student's future. The process identifies strengths, interests, and areas of needed support, and who and what kinds of supports will be necessary. Person-centered planning focuses on the long term, looking ahead 5, 10, or even 15 years. Identification of where a person might want to live, work, and what community-based activities they may be interested in are important considerations as well.
0: The YouTube videos listed in this assignment can demonstrate the planning model, as well as real-life examples of the process in use. Michael Small, a researcher who has been using person-centered planning for decades, provides an excellent five-minute video introduction and an additional three-minute video on making person-centered planning mainstream.
1: The McGill Action Planning System, MAPS, Is one planning process that places a strong emphasis on ensuring that an individual with disabilities is integrally involved in the school community. Other person centered planning models are lifestyle planning and personal futures planning. Lifestyle planning and personal futures planning have been most frequently used with adults with disabilities and focus on the individual's presence and participation in home, work, and community settings.
0: Each of these models provides a framework for discussion and planning that emphasizes imagining and identifying a vision for the person's future, followed by developing plans for support so that this vision can be realized. A YouTube video entitled What's New in Paths and Maps graphically displays the steps in the process. We recommend you also watch examples of the process with Jeff, Jeff's story, Person-Centered Planning Part 1, Sabine, Person-Centered Planning Part 1, Meet Sabine, and Person-Centered Planning Part 5, Paths. Watching these short videos, less than 25 minutes in total, will give you a strong understanding of how the process of planning with the person at the center can transform the lives of individuals with disabilities and their families.
1: Learning Objective 5-3. Explain the importance and roles of teams in developing plans for individuals with disabilities.
0: Earlier in this assignment, you heard about the role of teams in the planning and support process. We will now focus on the objective that addresses the importance and roles of teams in developing plans for individuals with disabilities. All person-centered planning models are team-based processes. The IEP and IFSP planning meetings are also intended to be team-based models of collaborative plan building. Generally, teams consist of parents, other members of the child's family, the person with the disability, general and special educators, friends, and representatives from agencies that may be providing support to the child now or in the future. Community members, such as baseball coaches, The owner of the corner store, clergy, or family friends are also welcome to participate.
1: Teams consist of people who are committed over time to supporting the individual towards successful participation at home, school, and in the community. Team members have numerous roles. Identifying a vision for a person with a disability's future is an important role, as are thinking through what supports are needed and what supports are currently present in the person's life. If a person needs additional supports, the team comes up with ideas about how they can be developed and maintained. Additionally, teams plan for the implementation and ongoing support of the person and determine if adequate progress toward goals is being made.
0: If additional changes need to be made or additional supports provided, the team makes these decisions as well. In all, team members should think of their roles as supportive problem solvers – Learning to work together as a team, valuing everyone's voice, celebrating success, supporting each other during challenges, and being committed to long-term support and problem-solving are critical aspects of the team's work.
1: Person-centered planning models, such as the McGill Action Planning System, known as MAPS, provide a structure teams can use to imagine and plan for the goals and supports necessary to achieve a life of participation and belonging for the individual with disabilities.
0: Learning Objective 5-5. Explain the underlying assumptions guiding the MAPS process.
1: Our next objective focuses on your understanding of the four underlying assumptions guiding the MAPS process. These foundational assumptions are integration, individualization, teamwork and collaboration, and flexibility. Integration asserts that all individuals, including those with identified disabilities, should be educated and participate in typical school and community environments. Recognizing that each individual has unique abilities, interests, and needs is the basis for the assumption of individualization.
0: Teamwork and collaboration are essential to effective planning and implementation of the supports needed to ensure a high quality of life for the individual. There is an assumption that the MAPS process will need revision because it will change over time. Being flexible in the approach and when revisiting the plan is necessary for the success of the team and of the individual receiving supports.
1: Person-centered planning systems use a series of questions to guide the process of vision, planning, and support. Our next objective focuses on your knowledge of the eight key questions used in MAPS to collect the knowledge, perspectives, and desires of the members of the team, including the individual with a disability.
0: Learning Objective 5-6. List and explain some of the key questions and activities used in the MAPS system of person-centered planning and the modification for secondary age students.
1: The first question is, what is the individual's history? In other words, what has been the individual's experience of success and failure? And what environments have worked well or not so well in the past? The second question is, what is your dream for the individual? In other words, what is possible for the individual? Can he or she live independently? Can he or she be employed? For school-age children, will they do what other children do? Such as make friends and go to birthday parties.
0: The next question asks, What is your nightmare? Knowing people's fears can help the team strategize to ensure the worst does not happen. Next, the team explores the question Who is the individual? What does he or she like, dislike, and desire? What are his or her hobbies and joys? How does he or she communicate? And how does he or she express emotions? During the discussion of who the individual is, the next two questions are often answered. If not, they are addressed separately. First, the team needs to ask, what are the individual's strengths, gifts, and abilities? And then, what are the individual's needs?
1: The knowledge of strengths and needs helps the team build on strengths and provides supports for areas of need. For school-aged children, the MAPS process asks, What would the individual's ideal day at school look like? And what must be done to make it happen? Finally, each member is asked by the facilitator to describe in one word the MAPS process.
0: Another part of this objective is for you to understand what modifications to the MAPS process are necessary to effectively plan for secondary students Remember that secondary students are more likely than younger students to be engaged in community-based instruction and in planning for transition to post-secondary life. Thus, the MAPS process must include consideration of community-based sites for instruction and discussions about transition to adulthood. The team thinks through such questions as where the individual wants to live and work. Supports necessary for independent or supported living and employment are central to the process. How to maintain active participation in peer relationships without the structure of school and how to participate fully in community activities of interest are important modifications.
1: Learning Objective 5-7. Understand how using a person-centered planning model can impact families and individuals with disabilities.
0: The collaborative, visionary, and supportive nature of the person-centered planning process can often significantly change the way families and community members feel, understand, and approach the support of and possibilities for individuals with disabilities. Our next objective targets your understanding of how using a person-centered planning model can impact families and individuals with disabilities. Catherine's team described the MAPS experience using the following words, Fun, Creative, Exciting, Radical, Awesome, Overwhelming, Fantastic, Joyful, Great, Helpful, Enthusiastic, Cooperative, Enlightening, and Hopeful. MAPS in a word is an important part of the process because it helps people to convey how they experienced the MAPS process, While the words used to describe Catherine's MAPS process were very positive, there are times when team members express concerns or negative emotions related to the experience.
1: How individuals experience the process is important information for the facilitator and for the team itself. We strongly recommend that you reread the case study of Catherine in the MAPS article and watch the YouTube video examples of Jeff and Sabine to observe how families and professionals experience the person-centered planning process.
0: In this assignment, you have learned about two critical planning processes for individuals with disabilities, the IEP process and person-centered planning.
1: Learning Objective 5-8, describe how MAPS and IEPs are related.
0: Our final objective of this lesson addresses how the MAPS process complements the IEP process, MAPS and other person-centered planning models support the development of the IEP by providing a structure to develop a clearer sense of a vision for the individual with disabilities and his or her future. The process also fosters a greater sense of teamwork than typical IEP processes and can help everyone become energized and optimistic about the possibilities for the student's future. Additionally, engaging in the person-centered process develops team skills that will serve the IEP team well as they do the work of developing and modifying educational plans. Additionally, the MAPS process can help the IEP team to identify environments and activities that are priorities for participation for the person with a disability. Once the priority activities and environments are identified, planning for success and the supports necessary for success is easier and more efficient.
1: This completes our review of this assignment.